بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم This class shall cover a great sunnah a sunnah of thankfulness the sunnah of al-aqiqa Al-Aqiqa linguistically means Al-Qata' literally cutting and severing and from that is the cutting ties or severing ties with kinship and with parents this is the linguistic meaning of Al-Aqiqa from Aqqa Al-Aqq Islamically, legally the term Aqiqa means the animal sacrificed upon having a child born whether male or female in gratitude to Allah this is the legal meaning of Al-Aqiqah concerning the born child it is praiseworthy to give glad tidings to the one who whom Allah bestows a child قال الله تعالى about إبراهيم فبشرناه بغلام عليم as in سورة الصافات 37 وقال الله تعالى وامرأته قائمة in سورة هود 11.71 وامرأته قائمة فضحكت فبشرناها بإسحاق ومن وراء إسحاق يعقوب and his wife was standing there and she laughed either because the messengers did not eat their food you know in that story or being glad for the destruction of the people of Lut but we gave her here's the point of evidence glad tidings of Ishaq and after him Yaqub and if one could not carry the glad tidings for the delivery of the child then it's praiseworthy to congratulate and there's a difference between giving glad tidings and between congratulation the glad tidings is informing of that which pleases someone and the congratulating is dua'un lahu bil khair is invoking Allah to bestow goodness upon him after knowing and that's why when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala repented 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepted the repentance of Ka'b bin Malik and the two other companions who stayed behind during the battle of Tabuk after they repented Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepted their repentance one of the companions came giving him the glad tidings of the news concerning the acceptance of his repentance then after Kaab entered the masjid the sahaba came congratulating him then upon the child's birth should one make adhan in the right ear and make iqama in the left one there is a narration from Abi Rafa' radiallahu ta'ala anhu who said that I saw the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam making adhan in the ear of al-Hasan bin Ali upon his birth when Fatima gave birth to him but this narration is weak this narration is weak reported by Ahmed and Abu Dawood and others but it is weak and Ibn Abbas also has part of this narration is that the Prophet ﷺ made adhan in the right ear of Al-Hasan bin Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhuma when he was born and he made iqama in the left one and this is reported by Abi Dawood and At-Tirmidhi and Ahmad and others but the part about Ibn Abbas is reported by Al-Bayhaqi and it is also weak on the other hand it's a sunnah to make tahnik rubbing the child palak with a date or something sweet like honey to chew on the date and then to put it in the mouth of the, the child and rub the palak with it rubbing the chins to train it to eat and this is affirmed from the hadith of Asma bint Abi Bakr may Allah be pleased with her and her father as in Sahih al-Bukhari and in Sahih Muslim in Bukhari volume 5 hadith 248 and also Aisha ta'ala anha reported that the messenger وسلم, used to receive the children the sahaba would send him the children and would uh, bless them 
and then make technique for them in the way described earlier and then it is legal to perform the aqiqa the aqiqa and in the hadith which is reported by al-imam al-bukhari radiallahu ta'ala anhu the hadith of Salman bin Amir al-Dibbi he said I heard the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saying مَعَ الْغُلَامِ عَقِيقَةِ with the boy there is an عَقِيقَةِ فَأَهْرِقُ عَنْهُ دَمَهُ وَأَمِيطُ عَنْهُ الْأَذَى the sacrifice and relieve him of his suffering so slaughter an animal for him and relieve him of his suffering and in the other hadith كل غلام مرتهن بعقيقته every boy غلام is held confined held up until he is ransomed by the slaughtering of an animal for him what is the meaning of murtahan held up murtahan one of the meanings is that it that the child is restrained or held up from offering intercession to his parents on the day of resurrection and this is an opinion said by Imam Ahmad rahimahullah however this is or was disputed by Imam Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah where he considered that this is a weak interpretation because the matter of shafa'a and intercession is something approved by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the first place for whomever he wishes and the second interpretation is that he is restrained or refrained or held up by shaitan where shaitan wants to or intends to keep the children of Adam restrained from the moment they come to life and so this sacrifice is like a ransom that relieves him from restrainment and puts him in a state of relaxedness and openness of chest 
to move on to attain that which is beneficial for himself and that the child benefits from this sacrifice just as he benefits from the dua in fact in the hadith the Prophet ﷺ mentioned من أراد أن يمسك عن ولده فليفعل anyone who intends to offer nusuk the Prophet ﷺ used the term nusuk the ritual sacrifice for his child let him do nusuk like udhiya like hadi The Udhiyah, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala set it as a ransom for Ismail alayhi salam. Imam ibn Qayyim rahimahullah said that it is not at all something to be a kind of a cause for the safety of the child from the harm of shaitan by offering this ransom so therefore there is no doubt that the aqiqah there is wisdom and there is benefits or there are benefits to it from that is gratitude being thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the favor of the child and the children are from the beautifications of this life and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it in the fitrah in the natural state of the human to be delighted for the birth of the uh, children and therefore this requires that the favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be thanked that he thank him for his fairness for his favors upon us and it came in one report from Al-Husayn radiallahu ta'ala anhu when giving congratulations to the upon the birth of a child that he used to say Barakallahu laka fil mawhub May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you in what he gave you وَشَكَرْتَ الْوَاهِبْ and that you give thanks to the one who bestowed this upon you وَبَلَغَ أَشُدَّهُ وَرُزِقْتَ بِرَّهُ that he attains his full stage of maturity and you and may Allah give you his good treatment his bestow upon you his good treatment of you so there is no doubt that it is a kind of thanks and means of nearness to Allah and from the benefits there is the freeing of the child 
and his ransom and from the benefits is that it increases the good ties of Muslims in the sense that when the news of arrival of a child becomes manifest to the families and to the neighbors and to the friends they come and congratulate and they attend the aqiqa and so also there is another benefit and that is care the one who offers the aqiqa slaughters the animal sends from it to the poor and to the friends and to the neighbors or invites them so this eases the difficulty on the poor and the needy through such a caring process now what is the ruling on the aqiqa the correct ruling on the aqiqa it's that it is a sunnah mu'akkada a sunnah mu'akkada an affirmed sunnah an asserted sunnah and some of the scholars want to consider it obligated but the correct opinion is that the hadith which we mentioned earlier man arada an an waladihi falyaf'al anyone who wants to offer the sacrifice the ritual of sacrifice for his child let him do so this takes away the obligation of a command because this is left with a choice because an obligatory matter is not dependent upon one's choice so this indicates that it is an affirmed sunnah but not an obligation this is the preponderating opinion yet it is disliked to abandon it it is disliked to abandon it even to the extent that Imam Ahmad rahimahullah was asked as to a person who is not able to offer the aqiqa he said he can borrow money and make the aqiqa and I hope that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give him to pay back because in this case he revived a sunnah however Sheikh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah said that he borrows if he is able to pay back otherwise no because borrowing will hold his himself will hold himself responsible and the loan is an obligation to pay back and the aqiqa is a sunnah if he is unable to pay or if he does not hope that he may have 
the ability to offer the aqiqa soon then he may wait he may wait now who is addressed in the aqiqa who is addressed in the aqiqa to offer the aqiqa the father is the one who is addressed and this is the opinion of the majority of the scholars he is the one who spends and he is the one who is addressed and he is the closest in relation for authoritative guardianship on the child so it is a sunnah with respect to the father and if the father is not present and died and his wife is pregnant with the child then in this case the mother would replace the father in this situation the sunnah is that the aqidah time wise the sunnah is that it is to be held on the seventh day so if the child is born on Saturday then the aqiqah is to be held on Friday a day before the day of birth a day before the day of birth this is the guideline so if he is born if the child is born on Thursday then it will be on Wednesday and so forth and the wisdom is that the day the seventh day is the day which completes the days of the year so if he if the child is born on Thursday so Thursday Friday Saturday <coughs> Sunday Monday Tuesday and Wednesday the entire days of the year which repeat themselves which repeat over the year will pass during the week and the wisdom behind this as Imam Ibn Qayyim rahimahullah mentioned <coughs> is that when the child is born his situation fluctuates between safety and 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 uh, destruction and it's not known whether he will be from those who will have life or not until a period passes whereby his conditions will show whether there is a tendency of safety and good health and that this period is a period of seven the days of the week because this is a term 
over of the days just as the year is a turnover of months that these days are the stages of one's early part of the lifespan if completed will move to the months and then the years and therefore the best time to offer the Aqiqah is on the 7th and if that is missed then in the 14th and if that is missed is in the 21st and if that is missed then it is not really limited and suppose if he slaughters before the 7th then it is sufficient but it is better that it is on the 7th what happens if the child dies before the 7th some of the scholars are with the opinion that the aqiqah is lifted and the other opinion is that it's not and that it is offered even if he is born dead because what is intended is giving thanks to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that this child we know from the hadith of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam that if someone if someone's child or three or two of his children die before reaching the age of puberty then there will be a shield for him from fire and therefore if he is going to benefit and this is an agreed upon hadith if he is going to benefit from that in the hereafter then it is from gratitude for this favor that he offers the aqiqah similarly the same opinion holds in the case of miscarriage if the load is aborted after the soul was breathed unto him and the soul is breathed when he completes four months then in this case the aqiqah is offered and before that it is not because before that he is not a human and the fetus is not resurrected on the day of resurrection if he if it is aborted before the breathing of the soul in it because there is no soul in it 
so that it will return to him on the day of resurrection. And also the aqiqah is still a sunnah even if the child dies after the seventh. Now, if a person if a was not offered on a person's behalf for his birth meaning his father did not offer the aqiqah then this person may do the aqiqah not on behalf of himself but rather with the intention that is it is on behalf of his father because there is no evidence for offering the aqiqah for himself if there is someone who takes care of spending upon this child after his father then he may, he may do the aqiqah for this child what about if the aqiqah the time of the seventh coincides with the Udhiya on the tenth day would the Udhiya be sufficient for the Aqiqah one opinion is that it is sufficient arguing that these two worships are of the same kind just like if a day of Eid coincides with a day of Jumu'ah if someone offers the Salah of the Eid then the Jumu'ah is not required the second opinion that it is not sufficient and this is one report from Imam Ahmad and the argument here is that the two acts of worship have different causes the two acts of worship have different causes and this is the closest opinion to being correct this is the closest of the two to being correct as to the number and type of animal sacrifice the best is to offer two sheep for the boy two sheep similar and equivalent in size health and one sheep for the girl 
as came in the hadith and this is hadith in sahih عن الغلام شاتان مكافئتان وعن الجارية شاة so these two in age similar in size in build up the more they are similar the better and there are other narrations where it's reported that the Prophet slaughtered one sheep for Hassan and one sheep for Al Hussein one for each this is in his in his action sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and in his sayings alayhi salatu wa sallam two for the boy and one for the girl and the hadith of the two takes precedence over the hadith of the one for each because they are stronger in terms of authenticity and because also they involve addition and since there is an addition authentic of course then one should take by it similarly the narrations about the two sheep are from the Prophet ﷺ sayings and the narrations about one sheep are from his actions and as it is known his sayings in terms of the hukum are stronger and take precedence with respect when compared to the reports about his actions so the if one sheep is offered then that is sufficient but the best and the recommended is to offer two for the boy and one for the girl and this is how the two hadiths or the two types of narrations are reconciled as to the type of the offering then it is from cattle the best would be the sheep from cattle meaning sheep, goats, camels, cows but the best is the sheep and if the person would offer a camel then the camel for each born so if there are twins and he intends to offer a camel or a cow then it is it must be one for each no sharing in this sense on the seventh day the child is to be given a name however if a person had prepared already a name for his a child 
then it is okay to give him the name upon his birth. And the evidence for this is that when the Prophet ﷺ mentioned وَلِدَ Layla Waladun سَمَّيْتُهُ Ibrahim, This night a child was born for me, I named him Ibrahim. So he named him right upon his birth because he already prepared the name. Also on the 7th, one should shave the boy's hair. the hair of his head and offers in charity its equivalent from silver this is required if there is a professional person to do this a professional barber able to shave the head because it may be that a unprofessional person may not be able to do this with a young a child at this age and it would be difficult to control his movement and we know that his his head is fragile so this could lead to serious consequences if done by someone who is not professional so in this case if there is no person to do this then one may give an estimate of the weight of his hair and give in sadaqah the equivalent in silver currency estimate how much of silver is this and then see how much the silver exchange for the regular currency and offer the equivalent as to the female child then there is no shaving for her hair the hair head although the hadith in general may indicate so in general what's apparent from the hadith it may indicate so However, the correct opinion that this is a matter particular to the male child. And we know that in the rituals, in Hajj, we know that it is better to shave the head of the male. And with respect to the hair, rather there is. Shortening for the female taking some of her hair and with respect to the name chosen the person should choose the best name for his child and such that he should think of the future choosing a name which does not cause any harm to the child in the future because the, the, uh, it may be that the chosen name first 
may be liked but in the future it could be a source of harm for the child after he grows as a man or a woman so for he should choose the best and most beloved to Allah and أحب الأسماء إلى الله عبد الله وعبد الرحمن and the best names to Allah are Abdullah and Abdurrahman and if Abdullah's names and Abdurrahman names are quite abundant in his family and it will be difficult to distinguish who is who until you go to the fifth grandfather then he may choose that which is good and fitting and it is forbidden to choose a name that is haram like Abdul Rasul the slave of the messenger or Abdul Hussein or Abdu Ali as the rejectionists of the Rafidah do and also there is some ignorance whereby some people may want to take some names uh, that are present in the Quran as a sort of a blessing and they just pick and choose without thinking and, and understanding what, what they mean and there was a case where uh, somebody named his child Nectal Nectal uh, when you read Surah Yusuf 12.63 فَأَرْسِلْ مَعَنَا أَخَانَا نَكْتَلْ he thought that Nektal here means Akhana, a brother of Yusuf. So he named his child Nektal. Let's have this verse. So when they returned to their father, they said, Our father, no more measure of grain shall we get unless we take our brother. So send our brother with us and we shall get our measure. Nektal. Get our measure. This is the meaning of Nektal. Get our measure. So he thought Nektal here is the name of Yusuf's brother. And this is some ignorance. So one should really choose the names present in his uh, tradition and known to his people and there is nothing wrong legally in them. And as to choosing names that are particular to the Kafirs, then this is haram. Because this would be from uh, the most profound uh, measure of resemblance. So if the Muslim chooses like a name for his child as George, for example, this will be considered as a means of magnification. As to the names of the angels, some of the ulama mentioned that taking the names of the angels is haram, is forbidden others said it is makruh, disliked and others said it is allowable and the closest opinion is it is disliked to name angels take angels name like those of Jibril, Mikael, Israfil and as to the names which may be present in the Quran as long as there is nothing forbidding that then it is fine like taking the name of Sundus for example there is no problem 
and there is no uh, sanctification in the names so the more the people choose the names or rather choosing the names which are familiar to people and uh, in, in their tradition and there is nothing uh, illegal with that then this would take precedence now as to what to do with the aqiqa meat after slaughtering it one may eat from it and one may give gifts also and one may give also as a charity and many of the scholars rahimahumullah recommended to cook the meat rather and to give it in charity or to invite the poor for the cooked meat that's also permissible and also they considered it also okay to invite the friends and the relatives and the neighbors and the poor to eat it Ibn Qayyim rahimahullah said that if he cooks it then this way he will save the poor and the and the neighbors the uh, labor of cooking and the hardship of of that and this is the increase in goodness and in uh, easing it on the people as to the conditions of the aqiqa of the animal it must reach the legal age six months for the sheep one year for the goat two years for the cow five years for the camel and secondly it must be free of defects and also it is not permissible to share in the offering for example to slaughter a camel on behalf of seven born children or a cow for this matter each born has one offering and some of the ulama rahimahumullah recommended that when slaughtering it and uh, cutting the parts is to avoid cutting or destroying the bones but to keep the bones intact with the flesh on them and to cook them as they are or give them as they are in charity or as a gift this brings the end of this discussion concerning the aqiqah I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make it a benefit for myself and for everyone who listens to it and to all of you Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen Wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam